There's a reason why it doesn't say that Jesus gathered the same people on the same day of the week, on a weekly basis, doing the same thing, possibly even in the same location, over and over again, until it turned into thousands and thousands of people. It's the same reason or the same insight that has to do with where growth will come from in ministry in the digital first era and the coronavirus age. Welcome to another episode of Theologies of Disruption, a podcast from The Last Seminary. That reason is that Jesus probably understood that different people need different technologies or different methodologies or different means by which to connect with God, experience God, etc., etc., etc. It's a matter of diversity. It's a matter of what is needed for a particular type of person at a particular time. And one could say that let's say Jesus healing somebody by spitting into the ground and putting mud on their eyes is one technology by which a person experienced God on that day. Another technology might be Jesus' presence in someone's house or Jesus rolling open a scroll and preaching in front of other people, right? Or providing a sermon on a mount, sermonizing or sermoning or preaching is another form of, is another type of technology. Another type of technology might be uh, turning water into wine at a wedding. Different places, different needs, different technologies so that Jesus is able to meet a variety of people. And where growth comes from or came from for him was this ability to do that for all the different kinds of people that were there. A lot of times in our local churches, we don't realize or recognize that we often have one or a few technologies by which people can experience God. And what we do, although I said it in somewhat of a sarcastic way at the beginning there, I am truthfully and honestly and genuinely trying to convey the point that we drive people to almost one form, that one technology, which is what we call a worship service. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's not that there's anything bad about that. It's that that is one form. One could also say that in a worship service, of course, there are many different parts to it. And so many different people can experience it in the many different ways. Yes, sure. But in the end, those are parts. And what we find probably is that the way that growth happened in the past and may still happen today, but happened in the past mostly, is through homogeneity. That is, trying to gather people who are similar or who have a similar interest in this kind of thing that we have uh, called 
a worship service. And not only that, but the very type of worship service that we will have. We could take a look at pretty much all of the mainline Protestant denominations that we have. And in light of the recent uh, results from the study from Gallup, we can just pretty much find uh, that what we have is a lot of homogeneity based on the kind of activity, if you want to call it that, or technology that we have. You can probably see it in your own local church. You can probably see it in your own denomination. It's somehow that particular activity that causes uh, similar kinds of people to come together to form a quote-unquote congregation. Except for the fact that in the digital first era, which happens to be in now in this decade, and in the coronavirus age, kind of over, overlapping times, what we have are massive demographic shifts, and the shifts are in the direction of diversity, of diversity. In this kind of context, a context of diversity, where will growth come from? It will come from a correspondingly diverse set of ministry technologies. It has very little. It could include com computers and phones and cameras and microphones and things like that. But that's not the point. The point is that just like Jesus was able to do, that it is when our people in the church, ministry leaders, are able to find legitimacy for different forms of ministry technology that growth will come. The question is, how will we know what works? How would a pastor or a ministry leader or ministry leaders in the local church, both uh, ordained and lay, know what kinds of things will work for what kinds of people? Well, uh, there are many ways to do that, let's say, but in general, it seems that any leadership team or leaders in a local church or, or for that matter that, that are thinking strategically in a denomination need to be able to have some kind of plan if you want to call it that. I'm sorry too many of our denominations love plans too much and so if you don't like plan maybe a map. We call it an innovation map. Here at Pastoria and the Last Seminary you could also call it an opportunity map. How is it that we can, let's say, put down on paper or at least have a framework for understanding and foreseeing uh, and confirming where the opportunities for ministry growth might be? It seems somehow that Jesus had this in his mind and through the work that he was able to do, made something called the gospel spreadable. Uh, shareable, uh, as well as uh, resulting in diversity, so much so that different kinds of Jesus-centered communities wrote different books about what the purpose of all of that was. So it must hopefully be the same in this age, where if we believe in diversity, we must uh, acknowledge the diversity of needs and methods slash technologies by which people will experience God today.
All right, so it looks like we've gotten to the end of this episode, and I want to let you know that if you're interested in coming up with a opportunity map or an innovation map, whatever you want to call it, for your own ministry, or at least you're interested in hearing about it, you can sign up for Illumine. Illumine is the title of a lunch shop series. It's a workshop that's happening around lunchtime. Hopefully, you can just kind of listen and follow along during lunchtime. Um, and you can register for this workshop. And we'll be talking about uh, how to put together uh, an uh, innovation or opportunity map for your own particular ministry setting. I think that it'd be really interesting. Uh, you can learn more about it at thelastseminary.co. That's not .com, but .co. Uh, or pastoria.co. Thanks for making it again to this episode of Theologies of Disruption. We'll see you next time.